0: Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with smart metabolic burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Doctor Sex Re show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Today's episode of the Doctor Sex Reese Show, Doctor Randy talks about his tantalizing backstory. Later, Doctor Randy becomes the show's first in-studio patient, and a call with Doctor Reese's father brings much-needed closure to our host's many holes. And now, the Doctor Sex Reese Show with your host, Doctor Robert Sex Reese.
1: This is the Doctor Robert. Sex Reese Show. I'm Dr. Robert Sex Reese. How can I help you today? Every caller that calls me, I take as it's me or them. I don't like that either, honestly, now that I'm hearing it come from you. I'm very excited to talk about this. Can you give me a second? I'm choking on a walnut. You know you're on the air. Can we just put aside our differences and agree that I was right? Very impatient to hear your question but also living in fear of it. I'm throwing gems at you and you just keep dropping them in the river. My situation is I'm doing what I love. I'm free from human touch and I'm here to give what I have to you. All right, I guess we're rolling right into it. We're going to keep going. There's no time to stop here. Uh, The emotional train wreck continues its slow motion path of destruction. If you're here for an episode of Will It Fit with Wide Mouth Barry, uh, I'm sorry to say that Barry... Uh, has had a medical incident with three billiard balls. And at the same time, my producer Shelly has schemed to take over his time slot today so we can all slog through this orchestrated family drama. The topic today will be parenthood. Ironic as well, because to catch you up, several weeks ago, I was accused of having a daughter. Impossible since I've never had sex. And now, just moments ago, I've also learned that I might also have a twin brother who is supposed to be the greatest sex therapist of all time. Although to me, he sounds basically like a sex pest with uh, decent psychological instincts. Thank you very much. That's him. That's Dr. Randy. Off the air, I talked to Dr. Randy. He uh, went through his little book and uh, remembered that he did in fact have sex with a woman named Genevieve Reese exactly nine months before Amy Reese's avowed birth date. So this proves that he is 100% Amy Reese's father and that I am 100% not Amy Reese's father. So this raises all kinds of questions. Are my parents even my real parents? And if not, why did I have to go to summer camp with them every goddamn weekend? And why didn't Dr. Randy have to go? Oh, and uh, both of us also have identical scars on our perenniums, which some people call the taint. But I'm sure that is extremely common. I have seen a lot of perenniums uh, very
3: up close, and it is not very common.
1: Okay. Well, as much as this entire line of questioning disgusts and irritates me, I guess we have to follow it. So, so what are the scars? mean here? Like what, 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 what's the working theory? I guess we're just going to figure this out live in front of you. Were we all twins conjoined at the taint? I mean, how would that even work out for our, for our mother? Who, you know?
3: Well, uh, neither of us has ever met our biological
1: mother, correct? What are you saying? That she exploded during childbirth?
3: I have no idea. I'm just saying I don't know who she
1: is, but I'm pretty sure it's not Linda. He's talking now about my mom, Linda Reese. All right. You know, I know I don't have a wide range of emotions to experience, but aren't you, Dr. Randy, even the least bit angry with Shelly? She has been manipulating us like marionette puppets. But now we're out here doing Punch and Judy live on the air. Well, she sits back and laughs her puppet master laughs. How are you not furious with her? She lied to you. She brought the truth to
3: light. The truth is always good. And now I have a twin brother and a daughter. And it's just amazing to know that there's more of my genetic material out in the world. There is more of me. You are a little bit of me. She is a little bit of me. We are all me. And that is
1: beautiful. Who are you, though, Dr. Randy? This is what I want to know, and I want to know it seriously. Before you ask me what's my deal, so I'm going to turn the tables on you. What is your
3: deal? I grew up on a commune in Oregon filled with the best sex researchers, sex therapists, and tantric masters uh, that were available in America in 1976. Apparently, in the story I've always been told is that I was the creation of the best genetic material of everyone at the commune uh, to be the best sex therapist ever. Uh, but I always heard rumor. I always heard rumor that I had a twin, the the dregs to my cream, but that I had consumed him in utero. So very similar to the movie Twins,
1: if Danny DeVito never existed. So I guess would Randy be the in this scenario, the Danny DeVito character or do you think that's the case? I don't know what the case is.
2: Have you seen twins?
1: Yeah, of course I've seen twins. Okay,
2: so one one of the twins is tall, and one of the twins is short.
1: Yeah, that's not the only trait that they share. One of the twins is also very loyal. He's clever. He's funny. If this is true, then it doesn't mean necessarily, because I also turned out to be a sex therapist, a pretty successful one. You know, that this is not necessarily the case that i'm the
3: uh i'm just going to let you sit with this and let it sink in
1: i'm uh i'm going to continue to sink in and while we're while we're sinking let's uh let's take a break for an ad <laughs> Long Lost Twins Merlot is a new exciting player on the wine scene from the vineyard who brought you a strange mother who wants to reconnect Pinot Grigio and legally married second cousin Zinfandel. I've actually had the Zinfandel and it's not as creepy as it sounds. Long Lost Twin Merlot has walnut notes with a coffee finish. Long Lost Twins Merlot because you never know what your parents have been hiding from you. We are we're back now from our ads. Uh, are we are we going to do a call, Shelly? I honestly don't know because this show has a hundred percent spiraled out of my control.
3: You said you were in contact with my daughter Amy Reese, correct?
2: So I've, I've been texting with Amy, and this is what I've heard. Hi, Amy. I'm reaching out because I have found your real father. Can you believe it? Would you be available to get on a live phone call? And Amy said, "Father." LOL, all capital. And I just keep getting the dot, dot, dots, but then she hasn't sent anything for 30 minutes.
1: She's actually a lot cooler than that, than those uh, messages sound. So
3: uh, I'm so filled with emotion. What do I do now? Maybe this is why the universe placed me here. This is what you do, right? You help people work through their problems on air. Kind of. Yes, I do. What if I was your caller for this episode? Whose theme is parenthood, right? This is perfect. This is. I love the way my life works out. A little unorthodox. Uh... We both just found out we are twin brothers. Everything about today is unorthodox. Throw it to the wind, man, and ride it on a wave
1: runner. Fine, sure. Okay, yeah, why not? All right,
3: wonderful. Okay, so <clears throat> what, 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 what do you normally do?
1: All right, well, I would say something like, wow, today's been a real trash pile, but what else do I expect? Let's keep this out-of-control train moving and take our next caller. We have Dr. Randy. Dr. Randy, you're on the air. Blah, blah, blah. Ring, ring. Ring, ring.
3: Yes, what are you doing? I'm I'm calling. I'm calling into the show. We
1: have to make it real. Okay, I... Ring, ring! I'm very glad that we didn't grow up together. Yes, hello, you're on the air. Hello, yes, am I on the air? You are on the air. What is your question?
3: Okay. I'm widely considered the best sex therapist in the world. Widely? And I've had sex with four Wilt Chamberlain's worth of men, women, and undefined. All right, so that's what?
1: 80,000 or so victims? Mm, Give or take
3: 10,000. Anyway, I've found my work very fulfilling, but I recently found out that I have a daughter. And she's apparently a bitter pain in the ass like her uncle. But this news has actually really changed my outlook on my life. You just learned this 10 minutes ago, Dr. Randy. I believe life is meant to be experienced. And even though I'm late to the game, I want to experience the relationship between father and daughter. It feels like a huge void has opened up in me. A void that can't be filled with incredible sex and multi-hour genital massages. I am very close to, to cutting you off. Can we move it along? The only problem is, this new daughter doesn't want anything to do with me. How do I forge a relationship with my daughter if she won't talk
1: to me? All right, Dr. Randy. Well, first of all, if this daughter of yours is anything like her uncle... She takes a while to process new information. I'm talking months, possibly years, could stretch into a sort of a decade type of measurement. Not only is it going to change her personal life, it's going to alter her professional life. How, how so? She has an extremely popular podcast called The Daddy Deer Cast, uh, where she talks about the search for, for fathers and father figures. And if it turns out that she actually has a father, then that show is probably... Down the toilet, down the drain, bye-bye, kaput. Maybe having me on could be a natural conclusion
3: to her show. Then we could start a father-daughter podcast. She could do whatever she does, and I could talk about all the beautiful people I'm sleeping with and healing.
1: Look, just, just give her some space. Let her know that you want to have a relationship and then back off, all right? Check in every six months or so. Six months? At minimum. Oh, that's such a long time. What if I forget? You can set yourself a reminder, or do you not use phones? No, I don't. I look at the sun. All right, well, that is dangerous, but I also need you to keep in mind that she is pretty much the exact opposite of who you
3: are. And who am I, really? I thought I knew who I was and how I moved through the world, but but meeting you... Learning I have a daughter? It's like, how much do I not know
1: about this world? Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you uh, do you know about birch beer? Is that like root beer? Yes, but superior and sells at a far slower pace for no good goddamn reason. I don't even know about birch beer. I feel like a newborn babe. You are a newborn babe. A tall, beautiful, taut newborn babe. You grew up... In a highly specific, almost hermetically sealed environment, Doctor Randy. But you you're in the real world. You're dealing with people who are in the real world. You need to live in the real world for a while. Get a job. Learn how to drive. There's so much that you don't know about. Maybe I could I don't know, maybe I could show you around the <sighs> temporal plane, the, the real world a little bit. And I could show you how to enjoy sex. Absolutely not. There's no way that's going to happen. And if you mention that again, I'm calling the police. When I walked in here, I I
3: had low expectations. It smelt weird. I figured the only good thing to come out of this was that I probably would have sex with Shelly on my way out. But now, I've I come to find out that I have a daughter. And I realize that the ultimate conclusion of sex is offspring. I realize (laughs) that I have completed the loop. I am the snake eating its own tail. I have done it. That feels concluded. I take back what I said in
1: my head. You are very good at your job.
2: I would still be open to having sex. All
1: right, I'm going to uh, thank my guest and uh, and brother Dr. Randy
3: for that. Bye everyone. It's time for me to follow my tingle to my next destination.
1: I'll admit it. I look forward to seeing him again in let's say one year. What do you think? Maybe we could do a one year anniversary of our meeting. Uh he is gone. He's gone. Dr. Randy's gone. Shelly, do you know did you see where he and Shelly is also gone. Okay. Well, I can only assume they are showing each other their genitals right now in the swag closet. Uh, Let's go to an ad. Want to thank our next sponsor, the good people at Vacation Acres. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Have you had a hard week? Trouble at work? Did you just find out that you were part of a medical experiment that up until now was completely hidden from you? Well, come on down to Vacation Acres and melt that stress away. Our relaxing state-of-the-art facility features rolling vistas and natural hot springs perfect for forgetting the ultimate betrayal committed by the people you should be able to trust most in the world. Act now and get 10% off our famous massages at Vacation Acres, and we thank them for their relaxing support. Oh, welcome back to the Dr. Sex Reese show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Sex Reese. Or am I? <laughs> I honestly uh, cannot say right now. And I have come to this conclusion. This is all my parents' fault. All of the anger, all the humiliation I'm feeling right now, it's all on them. Now, I have talked about my parents on the show before. You know we have a complicated relationship. They have been trying to foist openness on me for decades and I hate them for it. They live by a code of radical intimacy and I have petitioned Congress to make hugging a hate crime not once but twice. Almost got through on the second one. And now to learn that after all that emotional torment that they have put me through, that I'm not even their kid. It's like almost choking on a chicken bone, surviving, and then having an actual chicken strangle you to death with a rope of chicken bones. It's indescribable. My rage is so blindingly pure right now that it's almost a kind of euphoria. Have you ever had that, Shelly? It's very freeing. I feel... (sighs) invincible right now, and and, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually want to call my parents and get them on the phone to discuss this. So could you do that for me, Shelly? Could you patch them in for me while I see if my eyes can actually burn a hole in this paper right here? And you're serious. Okay. Thank you. I am going to concentrate on this paper. Uh...
2: Dr. Sex-Reese,
1: your father is online line one. Uh, this is the Dr. Sex-Reese Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Sex-Reese. Uh, is this Daniel? Robbie? Yes, acclaimed sex therapist, Dr. Daniel Reese, author of The Touching Game and Touching for Keeps. Thank you for joining us.
4: Robbie, it's, very, it's wonderful to hear from you. I, you call me taking a bath ah. I can like
1: talk. Yeah, is your wife and co-author, uh, Dr. Linda Reese, around?
4: mom's in her own bathtub on the other side of the house
1: okay well it's good that you're finally taking baths separately at your advanced ages
4: no no we're just we're moving the main tub to the den and we're expanding it to fit 12 so this is just temporary but i'm good to talk fine i got my candles all lit here
1: thank you relaxed. i don't know yeah if anybody needs to hear all the details about are you
4: bathing because it's really good for your psychology I only started doing it a few years ago, but uh, you know, I never took baths because I was always in a hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Shower, yeah. shower, shower! Yeah, so that's just un... try a bath. But how are you? What's going on? Is this? The... Are we on the air?
1: We are actually on the. Oh air. Oh my!
4: Okay. God. I wondered why you were being so formal. <laughs> well, hello, everyone out there in Radio Land. Yeah. <laughs> hello. It's great. Take a bath. Okay. Oh, did you hear that? Uh, uh, Ray Kowalik died. Uncle Ray. Ray? Uncle Ray. I, Ray Kowalik. Yeah, he was actually on his way to a funeral and he died, if you can believe it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Who's Uncle, who's uncle Ray? I, I'm he, not...
4: No, he's uh, Sam and Susie's dad. He used to come up with these crazy stories. He said he invented wood glue.
1: Dr. Reese, a uh, quick question for you.
4: Oh, he just called me dad. Come on, or pop.
1: Dr. Reese, do I have a twin brother named Randy? What? Are you and Linda Reese my real parents?
4: Oh boy, this is mm-hmm. this is why you called, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is this a bad time?
4: Well, that's just that's that's a complicated question.
1: Okay, I don't think so. To me, it's a simple yes or no.
4: Theoretically, yes, yes.
1: Theoretically, and my twin brother Randy, uh, are you also his parents?
4: Okay, in that case, I would say no.
1: Okay, even though Randy has your exact DNA coursing. Through his beautiful blonde veins. No, you're that not. Is, his
4: as I think you and your listeners know, that is not the mark of parenting. DNA has nothing to do with parenting. We mm-hmm. did not raise Randy. Well, we that's a, you. Very lucky for Randy, may I say? Can I ask you how you know about all this?
1: Well, I know that you and the people in your sex therapy commune camp uh, combined all of your DNA somehow to create one perfect sex therapist fetus. Now, that fetus was born and is now, in fact, a world-renowned sex therapist who's very tall and thinks the Big Bang was an ejaculation and is named Randy. I also know that there was an unexpected twin fetus which was also born. But that fetus turned out to be quite a bit shorter and only regionally renowned because it was composed of the leftover genetic sludge from your little experiment. And that fetus is named me. Do you have any kind of response to that?
4: Yes, I'm listening. I'm just I'm setting up some other candles here.
1: Okay. Did you hear? While you were
4: talking. But yeah, did you? I heard it all. No, I just needed to. Frankly, what you're saying is a little stressful. I had to break out the scented candles. They helped me uh, relax.
1: Are they close at hand so you can reach out of the tub and get them, or did you have to go into another room?
4: While you were talking, no, no, they're in. They're in the. They were in the hallway, but I could hear you.
1: Okay, and is it working? Are you feeling de-stressed?
4: I'm going to lie back here, and I'm going to go under the water for a minute.
1: Okay, great. Well,
4: okay. So you're just going
1: to go through all of the calming exercises that you've picked up over the past 30 or 40 years while we're on air.
4: I knew this day was going to come. I knew that this would come up at some point. I did not expect to be caught unawares in the bath. I did not expect to discuss it on your radio show. I would have preferred that we did it in a more intimate setting. Well, this to me uh, is the most... I mean, intimate. how do you want me to respond to this?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've only had a few minutes to process this, but just off the top of my head, how about... I'm sorry, Robbie. We shouldn't have done that, Robbie. We should all be in jail, Robbie. I should probably drown myself in the bath, Robbie, okay. because okay. I am barely even able to call myself okay. a human.
4: Robbie! Okay. okay. That's Are for you starters. Try- okay. Are you... Are you trying to cancel me? Is that what this is? No, I don't even You're believe canceling can- your father. No,
1: I don't have the ability to cancel anyone. And if I would, if I did, I would have canceled okay. you years ago.
4: I have to, you have to take your mind back from before you were born okay. to an earlier time in this country where we were all trying to do what was right. Things aren't always black and white.
1: Yes, they are black and white. Always.
4: Thought so we were changing the world. All of us did, and there were advances that we were making in genetics. It wasn't that far a leap to think that we could create a generation of sexually enlightened superhumans to usher in a new age.
1: I see. Okay, well that...
4: that... An age that was devoid of repression, Mm-mm. an age that was about self-actualization through sexuality.
1: No, that 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 makes a lot of sense now that I know that you
4: guys were sex Nazis. That is... That is too far. Watch your is rhetoric. Is it
1: two breeding superhumans uh ushering in a new age? That's sex nazi talk right out of the sex nazi playbook. I
4: may be I may be a grammar nazi, but I am not a sex nazi and I'm not a nazi nazi.
1: No, I'm glad you're not a nazi nazi. That's one thing I would always say about you.
4: We were expanding our minds and I have to admit sometimes we had chemical assistance with that, you know, marijuana. Yeah. Uh, mushrooms, LSD, PCP, reds, blues, greens, pinks, all the colors of the rainbow, trank, crank. And this was generating a lot of ideas. And we were expanding our brains and we were expanding our sexual awareness. And we were young. We were so young. Yeah,
1: and arrogant.
4: And arrogant, yes. And stupid. And stupid. And irresponsible. And irresponsible. I don't disagree with you. And stupid. Okay, but you know what? If we were so stupid, how come we had you? You've had a great life.
1: I have spent my entire quote great unquote life trying to live up to you and mom and failing at every single turn at great expense to me emotionally and physically. You have? Of course I have. Why do you think I became a sex therapist?
4: First of all, I thought you hated being a I do. As I did, and weren't. I do.
1: Yes. I hate every moment of it. But I still made it my career. That is how badly I just wanted your approval.
4: Well, this is interesting. Coming mm-hmm. from the son who, who reported us to the FBI yeah. for excessive displays of affection.
1: They had a hotline.
4: The son who considers birthday cards violence.
1: I cannot comment on pending legal action, and you, and you know that. So it's not really fair to bring that up. Listen, Dr. Reese, the point is, just when I start to feel like I've done enough in my career to earn your respect on my own for what I've accomplished as a man and as the only regionally syndicated sex therapist who's never had sex, just when I get to that point, not only do I learn that you're not my real parents, these people I've been trying to gain the approval of, but that you have another kid who's way, way better at my career than me.
4: Robbie, we are your real parents.
1: What I don't understand is why you didn't tell me sooner.
4: Do you remember when you found out that Santa Claus wasn't real? I remember it like it was yesterday, yes. Do you remember what you told me?
1: Yes, I said you'd made a fool out of me, and I would never uh, trust anyone again.
4: You were five. Five years old.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it was the ultimate betrayal, so that's this why. This is who you
4: are. And you know what? These aren't necessarily bad qualities, but you are stubborn. You're inflexible. You're intractable. You put up walls. Yeah, keep keep
1: piling it on. This this is the move to make.
4: And, and yeah. you genuinely want to help people because of those qualities. You challenge everything, which is what we were doing back then. You possess mm-hmm. a childlike innocence that, frankly, I envy. When I listen to your show, I say, "That's my boy. That's my son. That's my Robbie."
1: I didn't know that you listened to the show.
4: I have listened to every episode. And do you want to know what I really think? You, you, you're the one who got the good genes. The point is, you, you, you're aspirational. You aspire to something. You're uniquely you. It doesn't matter where you came from, or what you were told, or what you weren't told. You are you, and I love you for that.
0: You do? Yes.
4: Maybe I shouldn't have told you there was no Santa when you were five years old. At the time, I felt the idea of Santa was just corporate malevolence.
1: Maybe in a way, my refusal to forgive you for uh, telling me the truth kind of set the stage for all of this where I have tried to avoid the truth to get away from ever experiencing that kind of pain again. I I don't think I've always been the easiest person to tell the truth to. Either.
4: And in my way, I tried to avoid the truth as well because I was afraid of hurting you. And I knew that you tended to go into a deep hole, metaphorically.
1: I um, literally dug a hole in my yard that I slept in for three days when I found out that Bar Rescue is staged. Well, thank you for taking the time to, to, to talk to us. I know you're very busy, probably working on another disgusting book.
4: The Courage to Touch is now in paperback. You can you can uh, get that on the, all the Amazon and the
1: Yeah, people know where to people know where to get books,
4: dad. Well, I'm glad we had this little talk. Yeah, me
1: too. Me too. So I guess we should uh go to an go to an ad or um or maybe just totally turn the whole station off or whatever needs to happen, but before uh before we do that, I just wanted to tell you that I love you. And um Please let mom know I love her,
4: too. Well, I think this was very significant. I've never heard you say that before. All right,
1: let's cut him off, please. Thank you. Okay, we'll be back after this. Okay, want to extend a big thank you to our next sponsor, the FBI's Big Book of Parenting No-No's. Now, every parent secretly fears that they're raising a psychopath who's going to grow up to be a serial killer or maybe a CEO of a major corporation. Now you'll know what parenting pitfalls to avoid with the FBI's big book of parenting no-no's. Now this indispensable guide compiles decades of interviews by the FBI's famed mind hunters with the moms and dads of some of history's most notorious monsters. They talk to Mr. and Mrs. Dahmer. They talk to Ted Bundy's stepdad, Ralph. There's even interviews with the surprisingly fun-loving Al and Clara Hitler, and it's gonna help you find out what they did to inadvertently create such soulless animals. With this book, you can let their mistakes help you become a better parent. That's the FBI's Big Book of Parenting No-No's, and it's available now. I've been on the air for the better part of my adult life, and I thought I had gone through everything possible to go through. But um, but the events of the past two hours feel like it's two decades worth of uh, worth of emotions wrapped into one. I'm tempted right now to, to strain for a metaphor, but I don't even want to sully the experience with that. What would I do? What would I, what would I call it? A croissant? You know, a pressed diamond of emotion? No, none of those work. And I just want to say to you, Shelly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way I talked to you, the way I treated you, and honestly, for what I assumed your motivations to be. I, I now know that you are just a professional who has no ulterior motives here, nothing personal against me. You're just a true producer who wants this show to be the best show it possibly can. And I and I and I have to tell you, honestly, I would rather have no one else as my right hand.
2: I really appreciate you saying that, Dr. Reese. And fascinating timing um, for this to happen because you and I both just got an email from our boss's boss. And I'm gonna be your new co-host. Shelly and Dr. Reese.
1: I'm not going to process that information at the moment. Don't want to. Don't feel capable of it. I'm going to consider the words I said before Shelley spoke up to be the concluding words of this episode and this season of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. I am your host, Dr. Robert Sex Reese.
2: And I'm your co-host, Shelley. So until
1: next time, keep your mind open. And your eyes And your eyes closed. Eyes closed. We'll see you next time. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Dr. Sex Re Show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.